0: everyone and welcome to more content talk uh that's the only show that cuts through the glam the glitz and all the bullshit to bring you the truthiest news that we can find um so i decided to talk about um eugenics specifically tonight um i think it's a fitting topic i think it's very relevant uh, in today's america for various reasons uh, obviously the recent, um, not recent, I shouldn't say recent, but the, the media's recent interest in um, uh, the neo-Nazi movement um, has become very publicized as of late. It's always been there, um, as I'll uh, at least try to demonstrate. It's, it's a very difficult topic for a lot of people to accept that, you know, the United States of America um, could be, at least politically, Uh, and I would argue culturally, too, um, uh, actively participating in uh, eugenics. Um, Now, it shouldn't be as surprising as it probably is to some people because the United States has a history of practicing eugenics. um, And I saw the culture of eugenics um, seep a bit into Twitter earlier today when I came across a comment. Um, it was on an epilepsy post. Uh, you know, there's, there's some neurologists and, you know, others who just have seizures who are online and we do epilepsy awareness and stuff like that. And so talk about various things. And someone had mentioned uh, as if it were a fact, um, <laughs> and it's not that Adolf Hitler had epilepsy Um, and this is very disturbing because Adolf Hitler killed uh, millions of people with epilepsy specifically because they had epilepsy and also around the world there have been many many people whether you get into the catholic church and they're you know thinking that epileptics had demons and so torturing them to try to get the demon out. And then you get into, you know, um, the eugenics movement and, it, and there have been various periods in history where uh, people w- with epilepsy have been um, subject to genocide and um, extermination. And Adolf Hitler hated people with epilepsy and, and he thought that they deserved to be killed. Um, and so that's why many of them were, you know, either euthanized, sterilized. And, you know, when you say six million for the Holocaust, you're not including the sterilizations. Um, there were sterilizations that went on as well. And yes, many of those people went on to get killed, but some people didn't. So there's also that. And, you know, even if you did survive, I mean, my goodness, like what would the what with the horror of the post trauma of, you know, um, having been subjected to being called lesser than for your entire life? And then, okay, it's just time to go back to normal now. I don't know that that's necessarily the way that works. I think that that damage stays with you for a lifetime. In fact, I know it does. But that's not what this show is about. This show is about, uh, in particular, is about eugenics. So let's stay on topic. So the reason, why is why is this comment a problem? Oh, this is just a person who made a mistake, right? Sure, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know the person. But I'll tell you why it's a problem. It's a problem because nowadays in America, it's very trendy to associate uh, Hitler and Nazism with things we don't like, right? If we dislike a thing, we essentially say, oh, it's Nazi, Hitler. We associate it with that. And it's fine if you're correct, you know, um, as I'm going to demonstrate with some things later that that I actually have proof and evidence for. But what what drives a person to make a claim like that when all you have to do is look on Wikipedia and, 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 you know, it literally took me two seconds to look it up. So it's not like this is hard, right? It's not like it's a difficult task to be correct and precise it's really not and you know you hear a lot of people say oh well you can't trust wikipedia Uh, let me tell you something wikipedia is a damn way far better source than whatever the fuck people are reading where they're finding that adolf hitler had epilepsy most certainly did not there was one doctor he went and visited who said i don't know maybe the guy has parkinson's disease but it turned out the doctor um you know only saw him very briefly and he only saw him a couple times and both times it was under you know kind of the doctor had just he had barely slept the night before and so when you look into the history of things and again like i told you this took me two seconds this is real true stuff you could look at it on wikipedia that's my source very simple source that you can find is at the top of the search engine um so they said maybe he had Parkinson's, but he didn't know. And then it turned out that he just had syphilis. So Adolf Hitler had syphilis, which can cause a tremor. And um, if it gets very advanced, can cause seizure. And so, you know, that's why the doctor maybe thought that maybe he could have had Parkinson's disease, but he didn't even have that. So what's going on and why are people just making... You know these kind of false um, accusations in such a way. Um, that's that's very troubling. Um, so, what are the parallels between Nazism and American culture? Why is it so prevalent? Why is it that? Even a person who's you know just online on social media is, is making such false claims. Why has that become so f- commonplace in America to just kind of fantasize and, and make up things? Let's look at the history of eugenics in the United States of America. A sloppy reading, and this is a this is a quote from uh, the New Yorker. Um, And it's called uh, The Forgotten Lessons of the American Eugenics Movement. And it's by Andrea Den Hoed. It was uh, written April twenty seventh, 2016. And again, um, this is from The New Yorker. It's The Forgotten Lessons of the American Eugenics Movement by Andrea De Hoed. And this is a cited article in The New Yorker. So here we go. A sloppy reading of Gregor Mendel's pea pods and Charles Darwin's theories gave a scientific veneer to the conclusion that many social ills were caused by the proliferation of the wrong sort of people and that they could be neatly nipped in the bud with the intervention of eugenics, a term coined in 1883 by Darwin's half cousin, Francis Galton, who declared it a a virile creed Full of hopefulness. Soon, the United States along with Germany was at the forefront of the movement to improve the human species through breeding. Scientific American ran articles on the subject and the American Museum of Natural History hosted conferences. Theodore Roosevelt, Alexander Graham Bell, John D. Rockefeller Jr., and many others prominent citizens were outspoken supporters. Eugenics was taught in schools, celebrated in exhibits and world fairs, and even preached from pulpits. I'll let that sink in for a second. So this isn't that long ago. Yeah, That started in, in the 1883 in America, and they aligned with Germany, OK? It's not quite what they teach you in school. They, they kind of allude to it, but, but they're taught. I don't, I don't know why they don't teach the whole story. I'm not, going, I'm not going to make theories about it because that would be a lie, and I don't know why they don't do it. But I'll tell you right now, they don't teach it right. They're not teaching it the right way. And when people find out about that, they can very easily become radicalized because they feel as if they've been deceived. Now, I don't necessarily know that that's what's going on and that's not the accusation I'm making, but I can certainly, you know, sympathize with a person who would become very paranoid when they found out that the history they were taught in school was not quite right. Uh, you don't have a reason to be paranoid though. You just have a reason to listen and to learn. So what's going on? Um, all these popular people are very into this movement right you have a lot of popular people with a lot of influence they have a lot of money they all kind of know each other it's not a cabal it's nothing like it's not conspiracy or anything like that but what it is is this man who was related to one of the greatest scientists who ever lived charles darwin wrote a book and it was almost automatically accepted now without much question and you, you some of that i guess you could credit to the fact that this is darwin's cousin right and it's it's just, you know second cousin so they're not that closely related so all these conspiracy theories about charles darwin inventing um you know a lie so that they could you uge- i don't know kill people i don't know the, all that stuff is fake that has no bearing in this i'm not talking about that um dar charles darwin was not you know I mean, he was a racist, sure. But I don't think that he had the intention of committing genocide uh, at all. I think that that was probably the furthest thing from his mind. So don't get crazy that just because, you know, a person may have said some racist stuff in their life that all of a sudden now they're trying to commit genocide. Uh, Charles Darwin was a scientist, first and foremost. And there have been many racist scientists, but we don't throw out science uh, simply because someone may have been racist, um, that's preposterous. Uh, we still continue to live our lives and recognize that science, knowing that the person made a mistake, of course, but that also we we are... Um, uh benefiting from that knowledge and so it doesn't really matter. We just need the, the the benefit. We don't need the the moral creed of the scientists. And it shouldn't even be have to be a discussion, but because of things like eugenics it has to be. So what these are are scientists injecting their moral creeds, their views, their opinions, you know uh this this man, Francis Galton Darwin, saying Well, I've decided that there are people who are better and there are people who are lesser. And instituting, um, with the help of people like Theodore Roosevelt, Alexander Graham Bell, various others, uh, people with influence, policies to, and it sounds disgusting, but to promote good stock as you do with animals. you don't keep the animals who have genetic mal- maladies for example you know like if it and, and i mean it even sounds really just talking about it with animals so i'm not really going to do it but essentially you know you slaughter the one that's not going to give you you know the the good meat the good uh whatever it's all kinds of ways you can look at it just talking about it makes me uncomfortable but that's what eugenics is it's it's saying okay there are some people who are better than others And so already in the 1880s, you have this want, this desire to um, portray the American, you know, white, traditional kind of picket fence kind of character, mostly male, you know, um, patriarchal kind of evangelical Christian type, right? Protestant, whatever, um, being the ideal. And it later goes on, of course, to be the ideal in Germany. Um, But before we have any more conjecture, I mean, I just named some popular names, right? That doesn't necessarily mean anything. Well, let's continue in uh, the article from the New Yorker. The Virginia Colony was one of many facilities for the disabled that were founded in the Progressive Era, partly to provide care for a vulnerable population and partly to remove it from the gene pool by sequestering those individuals during their fertile years. On the other side of the coin, Gilles Lepore has written about how modern marriage therapy grew out of one man's effort to promote fit unions. Between 1904 and 1921, the rate of institutionalization for feeble-mindedness nearly tripled. Carrie was just one of this crowd, except that she happened to arrive at the Virginia Colony right at the moment when its superintendent, Dr. Albert Pretty, was looking to transform his institution from a genetic quarantine center to a sort of eugenics factory, where the variously unfit could be committed for a short time, sterilized and then released like cats back into the general population with the happy assurance that they would never reproduce. So you're talking about a man who is in, a, in an institution, um, the, the early 1900s to the 1920s, rapidly sterilizing people in the United States of America. The Virginia colony. Okay? Guess where the Proud Boys and a lot of a lot of these new kooks are coming out of? They're coming from down south, from down from that way. You think that's a coincidence? Don't you see the the similarity there? The the mentality of it. The the fact that earlier today when I was on Twitter I saw the most disgusting anti-semitic thing when someone had this shirt that said uh, what did it say it said six m w e and that's what the shirt said on it and it says six million wasn't enough and they were referring to the holocaust and that's what this shirt this proud these proud boys that's what they were wearing so don't you tell me for one second that this has nothing to do with nazism it has everything to do with nazism this is all about Nazism. And, and, you know, you can tie in the Confederacy and you can tie in all of that stuff. Because eugenics is simply a lust for... It's a blood lust. They want to kill. And they will look for any reason to do it they'll hide it behind all kinds of bullshit all kinds of science all kinds of religion you heard what they said earlier right when they said it wasn't just from science it was from the pulpit too that see that's how religious people they want to write that part out oh no we didn't do anything this was a clear clear clearly a scientific thing it was both Scientists and religious people, you don't have to argue with uh, with each other. Your both of your communities were complicit in it. Why I don't know. It says something about human nature, though, and it says something about this herd mentality and this preying upon the weak that humans seem to do. They seem to enjoy. It. They seem to get off on it. Not everyone. I'm not. Of course, I'm not saying everyone, but as long as it's a majority of people, it doesn't really fucking matter, does it? if it's everyone or not it's 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 wretched and it becomes the majority and they take over moving on imbeciles the Supreme Court American eugenics and the sterilization of Carrie Buck by the journalist and lawyer Adam Cohen gives a detailed account of the many forces that converge to bring about the Buck decision, tracing the intersecting paths of the people involved. He begins with Dr. Pretty, who was a true believer in the pure-blooded future. Pretty began pushing for legislation permitting eugenic sterilizations. After he was sued by a patient whom he'd sterilized without her consent, he turned to a friend, a lawyer, and politician named Aubrey Strode emerges as a fascinatingly banal character in Cohen's account. Strode apparently wasn't wholeheartedly in favor of the cause, but he did his job, drafting the law, suggesting the test case approach, and representing the colony in court. He argued the case before the Supreme Court won, and then basically never mentioned it again. Carey's attorney in the case, selected by her court-appointed guardian, was a man named Irving Whitehead, a childhood friend of Strode's and a former Board member for the colony. He collaborated with Pretty and Strode on the appeals process and handled Carey's case in a thoroughly negligent way. Strode wrote his legislation based on a model law drafted by the biologist Harry Laughlin, who was the director of the Cold Spring Harbor Laboratory's Eugenics Record Office, an epicenter for research in the field, and perhaps the most influential eugenics advocate in the country. If Strode is Eichmann in this story, then Laughlin is Goebbels. They're stares, sterilizing people without their consent. They're lying to them and saying, "Oh yeah, we're going to perform some, you know, nice little uh, surgery." And they're doing this in psychiatric wards. And this is the reason the psychiatric wards get closed later, because they find out about this. What does that say about America? What? And, and do you see why I'm so, I'm, like, I'm not surprised, right? And, and everyone's talking about the conspiracy theories. Where are the conspiracy theories coming from? What are they? You know what they are? Do you ever wonder why they're so anti-Semitic? You ever wonder why it's so against the disabled, so against the black people, so against anyone brown or anything? Yeah, it's it's as simple as these conspiracies, many of them come from this period of eugenics. And a lot of them actually come specifically from Nazi Germany. If you look into the Protocols of the Elders of Zion and you compare that with the New World Order conspiracy theories, which is where you get QAnon and Proud Boys and NoFap and all of these offshoots, compare it with Protocols of the Elders of Zion and tell me it's not the exact same fucking rhetoric because it is you know, talking about segregation, right? Keeping to oneself, uh, building a strong family, having strong Christian moral values, which, you know, obviously people have different ideas of what Christian moral values are, but it's still part of their modus operandi. It's still about segregation, it's still about giving wealth to people who look a certain way. And it is white and it is it is mostly uh you know, Christian, and it is mostly not people who are disabled. It is mostly not people who are black. It's mostly not people who are native, anything, none of that. I read a bit more and then I'm probably going to wrap it up. Um, Nothing is. Things are as they seem, but a lot of people aren't seeing what's what seems to be. It's what it seems to me. <laughs> I did not write that, but that was pretty cool. <laughs> I'm not as uh, I'm not as preachy tonight. I'm not really in the mood to be fire and brimstone tonight, so I'm kind of laid back, uh, you know. <laughs> Which is weird because we're talking about a very difficult subject. But let me tell you why it doesn't make me as uncomfortable is because, you know, I've experienced this and they've already tried everything they can to get me. You want to talk about eugenics in the United States? Talk about the fact that if you have they make it so difficult for you to get disability insurance. People think it's easy. It's not. It's very difficult. Why is it difficult? I'll tell you why, because they're trying to kill us. They they want us dead. They don't want to pay us anymore. They've been cutting disability left and right. Even in the Obama administration they did it. We're in trouble, folks. I I had to I had to get well because I said, you know, they're gonna kill me. And so I I took I said I can't have epilepsy anymore and I I focused and I got well. And I can't say that that's gonna happen for everyone. But it probably that probably won't even matter. They they, they probably even hear you had a seizure. They probably come for you. And they are coming for you every time they don't send you your unemployment and they don't send you your your disability and they cut your insurance and they raise your taxes and all this stuff is a form of coming for you. They're not gonna they're not gonna round you up and shoot you. they're just not going to pay for you anymore. Let's continue. Mm -hmm. Carrie herself all but disappears in the book. This isn't Cohen's fault. Unlike the men mentioned above, she wasn't the sort of person to leave behind an archive. Cohen, in fact, does an admirable job collecting scraps of information about her life, She was sterilized soon after the trial, and eventually released from the colony. She was married in 1932, and again in 1965 after her first husband died. Her daughter, who was raised by the Dobbses, died in 1932. Carrie wasn't told about her death until months later. Her own mother, Emma, died in 1944, and Carrie found out when she arrived for a visit two weeks after the funeral. Carrie was evidently a devoted wife who enjoyed reading the newspaper and doing crosswords and never had much money. People who knew her said that they never noticed any signs of mental deficiency. In 1980, some reporters found her and asked what she thought about the Supreme Court case that bore her name. No one seems to have asked her before. She said that she would have liked to have a couple of children and that she hadn't fully understood the nature of the sterilization procedure until several years afterward. She died in 1983 in a home for the indigent elderly. I teared up a little bit when I read that. I really did. You hear that? You hear what they said at the end of that, of that story? That That's Carrie Buck. In the Buckby Velt case, where they decided to sterilize people because she was mentally deficient. And years later, people couldn't tell whether or not she was mentally deficient. And she said, All I would have wanted was to have a kid. <clears throat> and she was a devoted wife. That's what they say they want. Right? I'm tearing up here. I really am. Because that's what they say they want. They say they want a devoted wife. And they say they want someone who's going to be not so stupid. And that's going to care for the kids. And that wants to have kids. And they sterilized her folks. I sterilized her. Yeah, I'm not going to read any more of the article. That's enough. It's enough for tonight, anyway. There's so many stories like that. So many heartbreaking stories. And I understand. You know, I get it. People don't want to talk about it. Because who wants to talk about this, right? Who wants to talk about it? But that's the problem. Don't you get it? It's It's so hard to deal with that no one wants to look at it. And they turn around and say some stupid shit on the internet because they don't, they don't care that it's not that they don't care but they don't want to care right it's hard to care it's difficult i get it it can be very taxing but i feel i have an obligation to these people uh, you gotta understand i have epilepsy they would have killed me they would have sterilized me something you know people with epilepsy weren't even allowed to get married until like 1980 or something like that isn't that ridiculous yeah i mean I, I, <laughs> That's what they want again, again, that's what they want. They want you to get married, right? be good, be, get married, do, get a job, whatever. but they want it their way though it's it's not it's not as simple as all that. It's not give get along to get along or whatever the stupid phrase is that's not that's not real. People want it all and they'll take everything from you. If you don't stand up for yourself. If you don't get well. There's steps you can take to fight this. You don't have to buy guns or any of this shit. That's that's what cowards do. That's why they're out there in the street rioting and, you know, doing whatever. You see what this is this eugenics is a very natural instinct in people. Yeah, when they get afraid, when they, they feel that they've been betrayed, they want to take that out on, on other people and they'll demonize you. Don't get it twisted. If you're a little different, if there's something about you, you have any idea how many people they sterilized, killed? It wasn't just people with disabilities. It wasn't just Jews. There were black people. There were French people. There were people who were just criminals. They didn't have anything. They they were just socialists, some of them. The list went on and on. Any little thing they could find, anything, cross-dressers, hermaphrodites, it didn't matter. Any little thing. And we live in a society that constantly categorizes And, at least where I'm from, prides itself in its difference. Yet you're at war with a beast who hates difference. And you think that you're going to give it a sensitivity seminar and change it, and you're wrong. You're dead wrong on that. I hope that more people realize that so that we can have an honest discussion someday about this. Thank you so much for joining me into uh, uh, more content talk today. I know that got a little serious, but at the same time, I also think I was a little bit calmer than normal. Um, please uh, feel free to join us on Instagram at more content please check us out on t- TikTok, more content please, MCTP. Also check out our Twitter, it's hilarious. More uh underscore content pls check us out on pinterest more content please mcp and youtube more content please mcp i am and have been christopher prescott carter and i thank you so much for joining me on more content talk one more again please feel free to sponsor us uh visit our patreon if you enjoy the information i'm providing you it would help me stay home with my beautiful son and wife who i rarely ever get to see when i'm out traveling for several hours a day to get to whatever performance which probably not gonna happen anytime soon okay um bye everyone have a good night